Hi guys, welcome to the Simply Be podcast. I'm Ellen and I am so glad you're here. We're in our third week of our Lent series. We're reading the Gospel of John together, three chapters a week. The first week we talked all about Lent and what it means. Last week we read and reflected on John chapters one through three. If you missed those, go listen. This week we're talking about John four through six. We're gonna break it down with three takeaways and three things to think about. There's quite a bit going on in these three chapters in John. Jesus healed people, he fed the 5,000, and he walked on water. So yeah, a lot of big stuff. Our first takeaway is when Jesus interacts with the Samaritan woman. So this was a big deal in, in the culture of that time because Jews and Samaritans did not interact. And especially a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman, I mean, that was almost unheard of. Um, So the woman was surprised when Jesus spoke to her. They were at the well, and Jesus asked the woman for water. And then they go back and forth in their conversation. So make sure to go read that. Then in John 4, um, verses 13 through 14, Jesus said, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So he's basically comparing the water they're getting from the well. He is saying, will will not satisfy, right? They will be thirsty again if, if they're drinking the water from the well. But the water that Jesus gives, they will never be thirsty. They will have an abundance of water, um, to eternal life, right? So it's just kind of comparing, um, it's like a metaphor, right? It's not necessarily literal, like you'll be thirsty if you just drink this water. I mean, we know that we need water to survive. Um, But basically saying what the earth is giving us will not sustain us, but what Jesus gives us will sustain us. So what does this mean for us? Anything else we turn to in our lives will leave us wanting more. It will never satisfy us. It will leave us thirsty, What are some of those things? Okay, so popularity, success, money, perfect grades, the best clothes, you know, making the A-team, making the honor roll. You know, it's good. It's actually great to have goals and aspirations. And and truly, it's okay to have money. It's okay to have nice things. And we want people to like us. We want to have good, healthy relationships. But if those things are your identity or what you think you need to be happy or complete— They will always fall short. The only thing that can truly satisfy is a relationship with Jesus, which as he said, overflows and never dries up, right? So, you know, that's, we, we can't put our identity in things that will disappoint us. Things will disappoint us. People will disappoint us, but Jesus will never let us down. He will never disappoint us. We may not get everything we want when we want it because sometimes we don't have the best plans. Sometimes our plans are rooted in what we want for ourselves and it might not be what God wants for us. Um, But when we put our trust and our faith in Jesus and we go to him um, to fill us, like the scripture says, water will well up, right? So it will overflow And the gift is eternal life and love and reconciliation um, with God. So our second takeaway is in John 5. 
So before we go to our verse, I want to mention something that I mentioned last week. You'll notice throughout the Gospels, and especially where where we're reading in John, Jesus often says the phrase, I tell you the truth. When you see this phrase, underline it. You'll be doing it a lot. And pay attention because when Jesus says it, he's about to say something that is really important. I mean, truth be told, everything he says is important. But when you see this phrase, lean in, right? Because he's talking to the people. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the crowds that are gathered up to hear him teach. Um, and he says that to prepare them for what he's, the next thing he's about to say is critical. So in John 5, verse 24, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. This is what God promises us. You know, Jesus died on the cross to save us, to take punishment for our sin on the cross. To rec- and that was to reconcile us, our relationship with God, to give us eternal life in heaven with him. That death is not the end. All we have to do is put our trust and faith in Jesus. That's where salvation comes. It's a gift from God. And, and our part is faith. It's trust. It's surrender in, in believing who Christ is. That he is the son of God. Um, and we've read, without him, we'll be thirsty. Nothing on this earth will satisfy. Right? And it's telling us over and over again, it's trust and belief in him gives us eternal life. We will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. And so eternal life, you know, I think it's important that we understand this. This is a huge promise, right? That we receive when we put our faith and trust in Christ. Originally, you know, when sin came into this world, the punishment for sin was death, right? But that's why Jesus came. He died on the cross. He took the punishment the ultimate sacrifice, right? Death on the cross. He took that punishment from us and brought us back in relationship um, with with the Lord. And then because of that, we now um, have eternal life. So we, we all know that does not mean that we live here on earth forever. But when we die, we as believers in Christ, we live forever in heaven at peace with the Lord. So no fear, no stress, no anxiety. Um, We just live in perfect harmony in heaven forever. And so, you know, a lot of people fear death. Like that is a huge fear for people. Um, But for us, for those of us who believe in Christ, yeah, there still might be fear of death because we don't want to leave the people we love. We don't want to leave our life here. Um, But there's some comfort in knowing that when we do die, that is not the end. We then live forever in peace and harmony in heaven with the Lord. I'm going to keep saying that over and over because it's incredible, right? I want that. Do you want that? I also think that, and, and this doesn't make it any easier, but when we lose loved ones, And hopefully that loved one believed in the Lord and believed in Jesus um, that when they passed, that they are now at peace 
in har- living in harmony in heaven with the Lord. And you know, that doesn't make it any less devastating. It doesn't make it any less sad um, because, you know, ultimately we want that person to still be here with us, right? And so there's just so much loss when someone we love passes away. But I hope that just understanding what that promise is, what eternal life really means, that we can, again, have some comfort, just a little bit of comfort, knowing um, where our loved ones are in heaven with the Lord. Um, so hopefully that will that will help you in some way. I know it does me um, because I have, you know, lost a lot of people that I love dearly and just knowing where they are um, just brings me some peace so that I can go on um, here on earth without them. Okay, so our, our third key takeaway is in John chapter six. So let's set the stage. Jesus just fed the 5,000, so huge miracle, right? And the crowds continue to follow him. So this section in my Bible, you know how the different sections often have titles. So mine says, Jesus, the bread of life. So in John six, Um, I'm going to read a couple of verses here, just key verses I think are important. So verses 26 and 27, it said, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you, you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then in John 6, verse 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never go thirsty. We've heard that before, right? So we previously talked about being thirsty. The things of this earth will will not sustain us. We will still be thirsty. And now he's saying belief in him um, will never leave us hungry. We will never go hungry. We will never go thirsty because he is the bread of life, right? In John chapter 6, verse 51, Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give you for the life of the world. So when, you know, in the Old Testament, um, when, when the Jewish people and the Israelites were wandering in the desert to sustain them, um, God brought bread called manna down from heaven, right? So they ate that bread and they, ha- they were able to continue to live, right? We can't live without bread and water. Um, and so now this verse is saying, I, Jesus, is the living bread that comes from heaven. So, you know, Previously, God had given actual bread, manna, unleavened bread from heaven to sustain the people. Now we have Jesus, the living bread from heaven to sustain us. Um, if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. Again, eat, that's eternal life. Um, and then he says, I will give my, my body, my bread um, for the life of the world. So again, he's talking about that he will die on the cross. Like, I mean, he already knew his will when he came to earth. He knew the plan that God had for him. So in that sentence, this bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. I mean, so it's just incredible when you read these verses and you think, 
who Jesus is and he was teaching and, and people still didn't believe what he was saying. People still were skeptical. Um, the Jews, the people, you know, that knew God just didn't, didn't see who Jesus was. Some did. Some saw the miracles. Some believed that he was the one that the Old Testament talked about that would be coming into the world, the Messiah. Um, but a lot of people did not. And I just, it's, we know more information. So when we read this, we understand what's coming, right? In the scriptures, we'll, which we'll read in a few weeks. But um, it sometimes amazes me so much that people did not believe who he was. And he's telling us it's faith. It's faith in Christ. It's faith in who he is and what he did on the cross. That is what gives us salvation, which is a gift from God, which gives us eternal life in heaven with him and the Holy Spirit within us that helps to guide us to remember, to remind us every day um, what Jesus taught while he was on earth. And it, and the Holy Spirit helps us grow, helps us become more and more like Jesus. Okay, so now we're on to our three things to think about. So I'm going to give you three things to think about the rest of this week um, and reflect on what we just read. Number one, what in your life do you go to to fulfill you or where, where you place your identity that ends up leaving you thirsty? So I named off some things earlier. What is it for you? Are the things in your life that you go to that you put your identity in that that will let you down that often leave you thirsty. They seem like a good good thing at the time, but dries up, doesn't sustain. So I want you to think about that. Number two, and this is a big one. Have you put your faith in Christ? Do you believe who he says he is? As we're reading the scripture, do you believe that he is the bread of life? That in him, you will not go thirsty. You will not go hungry. You will be given the gift of eternal life. Have you put your faith in Christ? If not, what is stopping you? What questions do you have? And if you have, if you, if you do believe, if you have put your faith in Christ, I would love for you to reflect on how that's changed you, how that has changed your life. Um, and we're going to continue to talk about these things um, so if you're questioning, if you're not sure, if you haven't committed your life to Christ, we're going to continue to talk about it over the next few weeks. The third thing I want you to think about is how does understanding eternal life, this incredible gift and promise from God, how does it change your feelings about death? Does it, how does it change your feelings about your own life and death and just how you think about death in terms of, of loss that you've experienced or may experience in the future. So I just think those are some key things to think about. Um, so thank you guys for being here. Um, next week, we, we will be reading the next three chapters. So seven, eight, and nine, and then I'll meet you back here next Wednesday. All right. Thanks guys.